amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls around the world. It is once again time for the podcast, the Writers, Actors, Directors podcast. That's uh, right here in episode number 116. I am one of your hosts, Josh, joined as always by the guy who only has this job because he's my cousin, Brandon. What is up, everybody? Happy Friday. Uh, Good Good to be here. I think, um, yeah. Hopefully uh, tonight we will see if me and Josh will become multi-millionaires. I usually don't check until the morning just so I can have, you know, those um, those fantasies as I go to sleep about how I'm spending all that money. Oh, no, no. I already have it uh, pulled up on the uh, computer right here. Uh, this is why, actually, if, if, for those of you that usually watch the show and notice that I'm at a different angle where it's, like, coming from that side, I am strategically placed here to where I can look at the screen. At eight o'clock at night, my time to see what the drawing is for the Mega Millions because the jackpot is one point three five uh, billion, I think, right now. Yeah, and you get to have which, like eighty seven dollars from it after taxes. Yeah, but I mean, well, seriously, like all joking aside, like even after taxes, you're still coming out with like five hundred, like rough yeah, calculations, like five hundred million dollars. How much is it with a Mega Plier? Because I, I put that on mine. Um, I didn't do the or- Mega Plier. Do they do the mega plier during the drawing? It's like a, you know, it's a multiplier for so, like, uh, I bought a ticket last last week, and I got the 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 mega ball, I think it is, and like one number, and mm-hmm. normally that would be just like a couple of bucks, but with the mega plier, the ticket that was like now it's twelve dollars, and I'm like, oh, you know what? I won the lottery because I just be happy I to break more even money. I got more money out of it than I put into it. So, winner. I would just be happy to break even, to be honest with you. I never win shit. So, for me to actually win something, be like, oh, my God, look at this. <laughs> this makes up for the uh, birthday party of Burger King I won while I was six years old that got rained out and canceled and never got you know, renewed or you know, anything. But uh, yeah, so let's you just hope that one of the two of us. Um, how many tickets? Did you just get one ticket, or did you get a few? Yeah, I got a couple. Okay, I only got two, so I'm not. Uh, I'm not I don't rich I, yet. 
And this is the very first time I've ever played any kind of lottery as an like at any time in my life. Um, I've never played any of these um, at all. So I'm really hoping that I am one of the uh, Willy Wonka, Charlie the Chocolate Factory kind of deals where one of these is my golden ticket. Um, because, you know, I, I, I've read situations like the other day, some guy who never plays the lottery <clears throat> um, bought a ticket. And uh, with his ticket, he um, he goes to sleep, doesn't look at it. Checks it the next day, and it was a uh, three point nine million dollar ticket. I guess because he got the uh, the uh, the multiply thing. I didn't even know what the hell a multiplier thing was. I I, I still don't know. I, this is the first I've heard about that. It costs but um, a ticket or something. Is what? It's like per ticket, it's an extra buck. No, oh, okay. Well, see, I I just got the standard two dollar tickets. Oh, you're, you're you're happy with just 1.4 billion dollars, fool. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, you know, and don't worry, mom, guys, all my friends that like listen and comment, all my coworkers that like, you know, listen to the show, my former coworkers, if I win the lottery, chances are I will forget you. <laughs> Um. <laughs> well, I I always like I've I've been doing this for a while, so I've had a plan in place for for years, and 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 that has always been, um, if I win these these hundreds of millions of dollars, none of you will ever know. Why yeah. Why did you quit your job? Well, I sold a script. And then when I, you know, need to pretend I have more money coming in, guess what? I sold another one. Huh? Huh? Doesn't mean it's going to get made. Although, honestly, uh, between, you know, if, if one of us wins, chances are we're probably going to wind up producing a couple of things, I imagine. Yeah. You know, take the, you know what? Honestly, what I would do, Kevin Smith, if you're listening to this, I will buy Dogma back for you. I hadn't even because that. that is rightfully your film. Honestly, I hadn't thought about that. I, I was just like, Kevin Smith, do you need money for movie making? Yeah. <laughs> I know I could do that as an investment, and I know I would get a return on that investment, and yep. I, it wouldn't break my bank. It's not like I can go to James Cameron and be like, hey, buddy, would you like to make a movie? And he'd be like, yes. Billion dollars, please. Yep. But that's all I got. Oh, a bank. Like, if I were to win, like, this uh, three point, uh, $1.35 billion thing, which I doubt I will, I, you know, I, I got to keep it grounded in reality. That way, if it doesn't work out, I'm not disappointed. Um, I've only wasted four bucks. Um, you know, only like um, only a gallon of milk. That's all I've wasted. Um, but either way, so I, uh, but if I were to do this, and you know what, I would back a few people's projects. Yeah, yeah, of course. I happily would. Um, I'd have a but... building, on, you know, an actual uh, studio, if not just a lot, you know, with the soundstage and you know, uh, sound studios. You know, things things to do what we do in more comfortably. Yep. And then I would go on to have a litter of children. And I would make sure that there was no nepotism involved anywhere. Those kids would have my last name 
with an embarrassing middle initial. And then they would have to be raised knowing flat out that daddy's got money, but they're living in the shed out back. Like yeah. you guys, hey, look, you're on you growth the way I grew up. Out there, those are the woods. I want you to go out there and uh, sleep in that trailer. That's where you're going to be for the next like couple years of your life. Yeah. Hey, Brandon, did you know that there are some people that think the exact opposite way you do? And in fact, some would say their children sort of won a genetic lottery. Uh, it happens quite a bit in Hollywood. Smooth transition. A very smooth transition. You like how I set you up for that uh, volleyball spike there? Yeah. Just... I just like just tapped it up and you just came in just right down. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it, it happens a lot. There's uh, there's lots of cases. There's tons of cases. And what cracks me up is like um, this term that's being thrown around uh, lately in the last uh, year or so, uh, Nepo babies. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what's more funny, the fact that it's been getting tossed around or the fact that you have these people who are clearly a product of nepotism in the industry that are getting very upset over that word as if they did anything to really outside of uh, they, they act like they didn't have a leg up to get where they are. And this goes from people like uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, Jimmy Lee Curtis, not to say they're not talented, but they are there because of who mom and dad are. Now let's hold on. Let's uh, get something straight from the jump here. Jimmy, Jimmy Lee Curtis got her foot in the door because of her parents, yep. but she's where she is now because of what she's done. Oh yeah. No, they have to keep, they have to keep the momentum going. I'm not, I'm not going to like disregard that. But what I'm mm -hmm. saying is like, they have, advantages given to them because of the names that come with them. What they do with that, what they do after that is really up to them. You know, between Jim Lee so. Curtis, Nicholas Cage, Kate Hudson, all of them, whatever they do with their fame is up to them after they pretty much had that same layup that I did for our transition into this topic. After they get that uh, treatment from the parents, what they do is really on them. Yeah. So no one's discounting that they're not talented or anything like that. We're just saying that they got where they are or at least got their beginnings and the ability to get to where they are uh, strictly through their lineage. And, you know, I was going to make a comparison. It would be not appropriate. I'm trying I'm working on my lack of propriety here. Uh, but, like, you know, pretty much like we're – it's the, so it's like, uh, so you have people like uh, Judd Apatow has Maude Apatow. Uh, you have uh, Zoe Kravitz, who is very talented as an actress. Uh, you know, look at her parents. Uh, you know, they, you have uh, Lenny Kravitz and um, what's your face? Uh, Reese Momoa's wife. Huh? Oh, hi, hi Kente. What's up, go. buddy? But uh, so you, there's examples, like plenty of examples. And hell, I mean, even like our very own beloved Kevin Smith, Harley Quinn Smith, she is, she had a leg up, but she's also been working in Kevin Smith's movies since she was a baby, literally, since she was a baby. I think her first uh, major film role was in uh, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. As a baby. Yep, as a baby Silent Bob. But yeah, so. Yeah, um, but I mean, if we're being completely, completely honest here, 
in the in the case of Harley Quinn Smith, is it really helpful to having Kevin Smith as a dad if if you're going for a more broad, you know, career? Is it? I mean, I think so. He does have. Listen, Kevin Smith may not be like an A-list director, according to the industry. Um, I think he's a very talented director. I think he's a, a even more talented writer. I would actually go so far to say that he's the closest thing we have to like a modern day Mel Brooks right now with well, his yeah, uh, style of comedy. have Mel Brooks. I know, but I'm saying like with the modern, like with modern times. Okay. Yeah. I like understand. tell modern stories and everything else. Mel Brooks is, you know, Mel Brooks, you can never replace him or, you know, anything, but Kevin Smith is very talented. Now, that being the case, I definitely think it works out in her favor. Having Kevin Smith as her father. And at the very least, he gives her a chance to have experience in front of the camera. And and as we've seen um, over the last few movies, she's been getting that experience, but has also um, been able to branch out uh, at least a little bit. What was it? Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She had a small part, right? Was it that? Was she in that? I, I want to say yes. Let's uh, to the Google machines. Yeah, look up Google. See what it says. Harley Quinn Smith has her own Wikipedia page and everything now. Yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No, okay. Has Froggy. Trying to remember who Froggy was. One of the girls. One of the Manson uh, things? Group, yeah. Gotcha, okay. I'll say that she's definitely picked some uh, interesting roles to play. And Kente uh, mentions that she is uh, friends with Johnny Depp's kid and yep. as you know they're both in yeah. uh, yoga hosers yeah Yo- lily rose depp yep yeah i think they went to school so at some point and like kevin smith's like oh you want to be in one of my movies or something like you know <coughs> excuse me uh but yeah uh so let's see i have i'm sure you have lots of notes oh i do i got booted out of uh what i was looking at here bear with me there we go. Don't know how that happened. Okay. But yeah, so you, you have plenty of people. Like, I mean, you even have, um, oh, God, what was, uh, what was her name? Let me look it up really quick. Um, Dakota Johnson. Yeah. Daughter of Don Johnson um, and uh, Mel- Melanie Griffith, I think. Dakota Johnson, I don't think she's a great actress at all. I think she's okay at best. She's not horrible. But if she was a spice, she would be drywall. <laughs> um, there's, okay. There's, I mean, there's not a whole lot that comes out of her. There, it's all cardboard performances. Like, just you never really see a whole lot of emotion coming out of her. Um, but it's one of those deals where she, she is very largely where she is because I think she's easy on the eyes. That's about it. That's that's the only thing I can really think of. Um, because I don't think it's really her acting that really got her where she 
is. But they have like the uh, the Smith clan. Yeah. Although Jaden Smith hasn't really, I don't think he's really been anything in a couple of years now. No, no. I, I Well, for all I know, he could be in all sorts of crazy popular stuff that I just don't watch. Yeah. Pretty much we're just getting old. We're out of touch with the uh, with the hot topics of today's youth, huh? I mean, I don't want to say that. After all, Kevin Smith is still uh, a hot topic among, you know, young people like us because we're young, vibrant, virile. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I'm sad now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're 40, you old bastard. I think I look good for 40. So. And I'm 26. Okay. You look like a 40-year-old, 26-year-old. I'll take it. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, yep. man. The thing that's um, that really kind of boggles the mind for me is when people talk about nepotism, you know, there's no denying that it's a thing, right? It doesn't yeah. matter what the industry is. There, there's going to be some form of you're my family. I want to help you out. And the industry, the, you know, film industry, the television, it's, it's, it's absolutely no different, but of course, at the end of the day, when it comes to taking those opportunities and building a career, I would assume that at some point uh, things turn into <clears throat> sort of a meritocracy where you actually have to have the goods. Otherwise, where's the money going to come from to keep you doing what it is that you want to do? Yeah. After all, if you're terrible and you haven't built a name for yourself. Why would somebody hire you to lose money? That's, I think, uh, a key question. And uh, to make uh, a very quick, just linear uh, comparison, for every Colin Hanks, I'm sure there's there's another Chet out there. What, am I wrong? Uh, Chet. It's like Chet, Tom Hanks Chet, Chet, has, Chet. has uh, what, I, I don't know how many kids he has total. Maybe it's just the two. But uh, the fact is, Cullen is in, an amazingly talented actor. Yeah. Um, Chet is... Chet. Chet. He's just happy to be there. So this the, the the argument people are making about how well nepotism is bad and 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 you know it's ruining whatever because you know how people argue everything's ruined because of x reason it's yeah. it's awful um i i would say when you have these two guys as an example and you see Colin is you know steadily working um he he's not 
sort of the leading man that his father was, but he's certainly just a hand that is more than capable of, of pulling off uh, many different types of projects. Oh, yeah. Um, you, you can see that he took an opportunity and, and rose to the occasion. Whereas I'm sure the other kid had the same kind of opportunity and decided to not do that. And yeah. kind of, well, I mean, let's face it, it. It's more of a name that is synonymous with infamy than rather, you know, talent at this point. It, it's sort of a punchline. I'm, I don't know him. I, I can't say that I've actually seen anything he's ever done, whether it's acting or music. I, I think he's a musician, a rapper, maybe. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. But it's still, it's still, I don't, I don't know. Colin's got tons of talent. And I imagine somewhere beneath all those tattoos, Chet has something. Look at his parents. He's, he's, he's got to have something. But at the, you know, at the end of the day, Colin's somewhere the one beneath that, all those tattoos. <laughs> Chet's watching this show right now. He's like, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> I'm saying nice-ish things. I would never turn down an opportunity to work with him. No, I know you wouldn't. But it's again, like there, there's so much more that, like, I man, yeah, it's got to be rough growing up in his shadow. But at the same time, like Con yeah. Hanks has gone from. Being in like a what was it a what was it Orange County I think it was his big breakout role, right? Um, Orange County, and then it just kind of like went on from there. Like you know, he's good friends with Jack Black, so he also has like you know, but that's what he's doing. He's building his connections with each thing that he's in. Um, which most of these you know kids do, yeah. but you gotta wonder like what goes on when they decide that they want to be an actor or actress? Like, I'm curious about the conversation is like, Hey, um, you know, like in the case of, uh, what is her name? Uh, Jessica Capshaw. Um, she's the uh, daughter of Kate Capshaw, uh, the blonde woman from Indiana Jones and the temple of doom. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Steven Spielberg is her stepdad. So you got to wonder, like, with someone as prolific as Steven Spielberg as your stepfather, mm-hmm. who is ra- like pretty much helped raise you your entire life. She is in, uh, I don't know if she's still in, but she was in Grey's Anatomy. She plays one of the surgeons. But um, can you imagine, like, the fear on set is like, well, it's not working out for her. Like, we, we, it's really not working out. I was like, well, don't say anything to her because her stepdad Steven Spielberg. But it's like, just imagine like being young. It's like, hey, dad, I want to act in something. Put me in your movie. Oh, okay, daughter. Or okay, son. And it just like goes into, you know, whatever. That's your introduction. And it's happened like that with a few cases. Like, I mean, some of them were involuntary. Like, I mean, Harley, Qu- Harley Quinn Smith, again, uh, I don't think she ever asked to be in Jen and Bob Strike Back or Clerks 2 or any of those movies. She just kind of got shoehorned in there because that's what Kevin Smith does. He, 
brings his friends and family into these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, we could try to find a kid, but I got one right here. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I mean, that's why you have kids for free labor. So, it's true. Yeah, I'm speaking as someone that does not have kids, but I imagine that's why you have them. So that way, eventually, someday down the line, you have like you, know, you have indentured servitude until you move out of the house. Mm-hmm. Now you and got to retire one day. Yeah, <laughs> Dad, yeah. <laughs> Daddy's got to retire someday, and then Daddy's moving in with you, and you're gonna be changing my diapers. <laughs> but no, um, let's not, get, let's not get nuts. Yeah, I already told you my death, man. Heart attack while hiking, just walk off the trail and become a missing person for like a couple decades, if I'm lucky. And I told so you I'm my liking... plan was immortality. Yeah. Well. And then maybe one day, one of these producers will take a look at my writing and say, hey, I think I think popular culture has finally caught up with this guy's writing. Or it's fallen, fallen oh, God. very, very far back. I'm not sure which. I've got things to talk to you about after the show that I won't talk about on the show. I brought it up to uh, other people, and they think it's hysterical. They can see this stuff as like an SNL skit. Mm-hmm. But I know that I would piss off a lot of people on the show with the jokes I was thinking of. But um, yeah, so around like eight o'clock when we end the show, I'll I'll talk to you about this stuff. But um, um but okay. but like no, so like moving on though, like you have a lot of stars. You have Zoe Kravitz, right? You have um, Lily Chanel. Collins. Huh? Zoe Deschanel. Yep, Zoe Deschanel. You have uh, we we cover lovely Rose Depp, uh, Maude Apatow. Uh, there's a there, there's 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 a punch like uh, Riley uh, Riley Keel Keoff, uh, Lisa Marie Presley's daughter. I don't know I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Uh, I thought Lisa Marie was the last. Oh, I don't know. Didn't she just pass away? Yeah, like yesterday. Okay. Well, R.I.P. Um, and then somebody else died have... today. I don't remember who. Good God. Well, at least the population's evening itself out here. But, God, I'm so cold. This is why working healthcare gets you. Dark humor. So don't judge me. But... <laughs> But then you have like Gwyneth Paltrow. And here's yes. what cracks me up. <coughs> uh, for those of you that don't know, Blythe Danner's uh, daughter is Gwyneth Paltrow. Blythe Danner was in Meet the Parents, Meet the Fockers. Uh, so it's just like, it's she is a comedic actress, but she is known to be an absolute sweetheart of a person and so down to earth and laid back. And her daughter is Gwyneth Paltrow who is not known for being down to earth, nor is she known to be laid back. Um, yeah. Or even a nice person at all. Um, I don't know how you get that from that, but still. Um, but Gwyneth Paltrow is another example. She was born into the industry. Like, and that's, and that's, uh, and again, I've got to say, this is what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, people who are born into the industry, whether or not they became colossal failures or, um, you know, 
megastar monumental successes that is all whatever they do with them or with themselves mm -hmm. with their careers so we have a bunch of people there there's tons of people that were just born into having the silver spoon in their hand living in a mansion with a very successful producer screenwriter or director or actor or actress parents parents depending uh, again Jed Apatow and uh, Leslie Mann very successful actress comedic actress with a very successful uh, producer and director husband and writer mm -hmm. husband I mean if that's winning the lottery right? that's just winning the I was born into the winning lottery ticket kind of lottery yeah yeah like I mean you could to you know move into a slightly different aspect of the entertainment industry mm -hmm. but all, all the while still very relevant um you look at someone like Dwayne Johnson oh yeah no oh, yeah have that was seen... like a famous wrestler and yeah. He's like third, fourth generation uh, in the in the, in the wrestling industry. Now, the thing is, I, I don't know if you've seen Young Rock. His uh, no, if it's a TV show, most likely not. You know, it's, I've heard it's, of it. It's it's I like it. Uh, the the premise for Young Rock is uh, the Rock is running for president in whatever year, and um, Randall Park has been interviewing him about his life. And each episode is like a different part of his life. There's three main areas that it goes to, like elementary, middle, high, and college, and afterwards. Mm -hmm. So instead of just like this linear story of his life, it's kind of jumping back and forth depending on what episode you're on. But the, the way you said it, being born in a specific um, sort of time and place in a specific family when they show the episodes of uh, Dwayne Johnson as uh, a young boy. Yeah. And you see that his family, like picnics and, and dinners um, involved like Andre, the giant and the macho man, Randy Savage, all, you know, gathering at the table yeah. to, to have, you know, just a meal. Food. Yeah. Just, just, just yeah. sit and eat because they're basically part of the family. Chances yeah. are, when you're just completely and totally surrounded by these things, it's going to be a major part of your life for always. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, he did try to go to the football route first, played for the University of Miami, has a national championship, um, got hurt. And mind you, not in that particular order, but... Even though the the show kind of downplays um, the inevitability of you know Dwayne Johnson becoming the Rock, becoming a wrestler, yeah. um, you just always get the feeling when you hear him because I read his book uh, that that he wrote way back in the day that you know that he wrote uh, <laughs> and. It always had this this underlying feel of, yeah, he wanted to be a football player, but in the back of his mind, he knew wrestling was kind of there in the back pocket just in case. Yeah. It was and, always like wrestling, like professional wrestling was like the safe choice. 
it's a weird that's a weird sentence <laughs> i'm just saying that's what it was basically um that was yeah, like Jets, that was Johnson. going into wrestling would be the same as if i were to play it safe and move to florida and become a plumber like my dad like i know how i was raised around it i know the ins and outs of plumbing You know who but to I would call. never do it. Huh? Said so you'd know who to call. Uh, yeah, and I, I mean, I would never do it, but still, like, that would be, the, it's like the equivalent of that, like, if I was younger, like, going back home and, you know, oh, Dad, I want to be a plumber. I want to help run the family business. Like, no. No. At all. Even, even but, um, in Hollywood, you know, the, the kids that are growing up in this environment where, you know, you, you come home and Uncle Steven Spielberg is hanging out you know, <laughs> with your parents, it's and someone's like, Is Steven Spielberg at your house? Uncle Steven? Yeah, he's you know, I mean, he's not my uncle, but he's you know, he's my uncle, he, he, just one of those family friends that always comes around. Why is that weird? It's just normal. So, when when this young person grows up and they have this idea of, you know, what. My my parents are in the business, you know, my extended family and my extended family is the business. You know, I just I just want to be a part of the family business. Is is it bad if if they get a helping hand to to break into this business that everybody else is like breaking their necks to get into? Well, I mean it's again, there are some I remember like someone was telling me, um that Jonah Hill was a Nepo baby. I'm like, well, he, not really. Like uh, Jonah Hill was a nobody that went to college with very uh, with the children of Dustin Hoffman. So uh, more imp- more um, impressively, uh, Jake Hoffman, his son. He wrote he wrote some plays I believe like I believe this what was let me pull this up really quick so I was looking at that um, have this over here do, 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 do. yeah so when he was in college he uh, he wrote his own plays and performed them in the black and white bar in East Village um, in New York City his plays developed a small following and helped him realize his true desire was to act in films he was befriended by Dustin Hoffman's children Rebecca and Jake who introduced him to their father Hoffman asked him to audition for a role in I Heart Huckabees. Which is where he got his start, and, and then from there he just built up his. That was strictly a matter of coincidence that he ended up becoming friends with Rebecca and Jake Hoffman. So not really nepotism there, but Jake is None. very much definitely he's got the Hoffman name. There, there's no nepotism involved in Jonah Hill's uh, rise, if you know, with that story. That was that was the right place, right time kind of deal. That's all that was. That's what that was. You know what? You know what that's called, Brandon. That's called networking, also known as known as the way it's done. Yeah. You know, it's it's so. You know, with 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 all of the stories that we hear, with the people that have been on the show and have talked about their experiences, the one common factor. Other than perseverance and follow your dreams and blah blah blah. Other than that, the 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 thing that the 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 line that runs through all of those is, well, I knew a guy who knew a guy. That's and it. They took a look at 
my whatever and somebody liked it so it's when you boil it down it's about who you know of course oh yeah and sometimes who you know happens to live in the same house as you yeah see the thing that cracks me up with this whole thing with like the whole nepotism or like being brought up in the industry is that you have these uh actors and actresses that are the epitome of nepotism in the entertainment industry film television music whatever um that gets so upset when they're called out for being brought up in the industry and having that leg up. Um, there, there's a model, I forget her name, but um, there's a model who came from a very famous um, lineage. Is it me? No, not you. No, no. no. Um, you can't really pull off the bikinis though. So I'm sorry, buddy. It doesn't really work for you. Hey, I can feel the time um, quite nice. You need, you need to, you need to break down into like a two piece, not a one piece. Be, you know, be confident. But uh, no, but it's like, no, the, uh, the model made a, uh, she, she said something on um, online, which caused a little backlash from this other model where she talked about how she loves this person. Uh, she's a very talented model, mm-hmm. but you know, to hear that she, came from nothing when she came from a very 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 important name it's like she doesn't know what it's like to lay your head down on a pile of socks as a cushion when you're going to sleep like I'm like that that hit it for me because i'm like yeah well no that's exactly what it's what it is like you don't know what it's like to have that fear where's your next meal going to come from um your 16th birthday you're getting a brand new mercedes benz or like you know a bentley or something like that like because it's your sweet 16. Um, yeah. Someone else's sweet 16, they are celebrating it quietly with a birthday cake and filling out job applications to go get to work so they can help out, you know, paying the bills and whatnot. But uh, but when, it, when it's brought up to a lot of these uh, actors and actresses that they came from a very famous name, they try to say that they made it there on their own scene. It's like, well, no, that's not the way it's about. It's you got a leg up. You got a boost that not many other people have gotten. You got the meeting and it cost so, you nothing. Yeah. But yes, everybody walks through the same door. Uh, everybody has to meet the same requirements. But getting to the door is what what really counts. Yeah. I mean, That's how, where like, your oh. background doesn't matter anymore. You know, the one actor, and he gets a lot of uh, he gets a lot of shit. But I gotta say, one actor I respected with how they carried themselves and conducted themselves was uh, Nick Cage. For those of you are that are unfamiliar, if you I don't know how you would be unfamiliar with this, but Nicolas Cage is a part of the Coppola family, mm-hmm. as in Francis Ford Coppola, Sophia Coppola. Um, yep. I, I think his father's was his father like Arthur Coppola. Coppola. Yeah, he's like a cousin of Sophia and. Um, Nephew. But he uh, he changed his last name to Cage because he just he did not want to have that name follow him around to where he was being compared or uh, identified as that person or as like just like only being seen as that family. Mm-hmm. And he busted his ass. Like I, I think if he had actually kept the name Coppola, he probably would have gone on even faster than he did. With him, it was like a slow kind of rise throughout the 80s and 90s. Like, that's how he got to where he was. Yeah. 
Um, and he got to where he is now by his outrageous spending habits. Naughty, okay. naughty, Nick. Pop but... quiz, hot shot. What's up? Nicholas Cage's first theatrical appearance. Wasn't it Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Son of a bitch. Yes. So. An uncredited role as a co-worker and friend of Judge Reinhold. I was going to say like a fast food worker, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of the factoids that I brought up on Wednesday's show. Okay. Thought yeah. I was going to get you with that one. No, well, you should pretty good with stuff like that. <laughs> but then you have, then you have the, uh, well, you have these stars that cannot be honest with themselves or the parents of the stars talking about how that's not fair to label them as such. You have some, you have some celebrities that came from nothing that go on and have a kid that do not give their kid a leg up. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Old Scott Eastwood, huh? Clint Eastwood has his own studio on the Warner Brothers lot. Scott Eastwood has received, outside of his last name, he has received zero help from his dad to get like anywhere at all. <laughs> Clint Eastwood is a very big fan of, I did it myself, so can you. But then you have these celebrities that look just like their dads. You know, Damon Wayne's kid, um, O'Shea Jackson Jr., you know, Ice Cube's son, who mm -hmm. even portrayed him in um, Straight Outta Compton. And actually is a very talented actor. I will give... I, he was very good in that movie. But, um, yeah. I'm going to say, though, as a parent, if I had the opportunity to create opportunity for my children, I would absolutely do it um, because I love my kids and I want them to have a chance. Absolutely. Now, I'm, I, I, I can't be put in a, in a, in a position to where – I make everything happen, but just to be able to provide that, that phone call to set up a meeting, you know, and say, look, I got you the meeting. The rest is up to you. I, yeah. I would absolutely love to, to be able to, to have that authority to help my kids. And I think one of the, one of the problems that, People on every side of this issue, um, one of the problems I have is kind of like what you said. Nobody's owning it. Yeah. If your parents helped you, that's when you, you know, when you accept your rewards or do your interviews, you're like, I thank my parents. I absolutely thank my parents for helping me have this opportunity. Absolutely. Um, and, and don't try to downplay it like. Well, you know, I didn't have nothing while your childhood nanny is like, the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Looking like, uh, what's his name? Uh, B-Rat from Malibu's Most Wanted. Yeah. <laughs> and this is, my, this is my crib. It's a giant mansion. It's not much, but it's all I got. <laughs> I think if more people in, in just most situations would just own their situation rather than try to put some sort of spin on it, it would be a lot more palpable for, for everybody involved. Nepo baby wouldn't be considered such a, a gross. A derogatory term. term. Yeah. Yeah. 
to me, it just says, well, this person had a parent that could help them, and they did. Yeah. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I mean, it's like, like you said, if you were to have, like, if I were to have kids, I would want the kids to have the tools and the positioning for them to succeed in what they want to do. And if it's just, if it happens to be working in the industry I'm working in, I will provide you the meeting. I will make sure you get a fair audition. But uh, I might, even if I'm making my own movie, I might put you in that movie somewhere as a supporting character to see how you do. Have and if you and I, if you do really good, I might give you a line or two, and see where that takes you. But yeah, it's like these uh, people that get in here and have such a uh, huge um, have such a huge involvement in everything, and then I guess one day just decide I'm curious, so I'm going to give this a shot, and then they go on and make a career out of it, and then they get so defensive over how they got where they are. I'm going to, I want to take this back to the rock for just a second and back to his start with the WWE and mm-hmm. how, when he brought in, uh, when he, when he was brought in, when he made his tele- television de- debut, he was, um, you know, he was a blue chipper. He was uh, a multi-generational talent. He was a guy that was born to be a star. He was the man because of his family, right? Uh-huh. It, it played into the the angle of this guy's family is the wrestling business. And guess what the fans did? They rejected him. They booed him out of every building, and he was the good guy. They they made him the baby face of all baby faces, smiling, you know, I'm gonna be your hero. And and the crowd said, Nope. And they Booed the hell out of him. This is the uh, rock. And, yeah. Huh? They hated him. Chance of die, Rocky die filled the arenas. Yeah, I didn't know that. Why? Because people tend to reject that kind of that kind of swagger uh, when you haven't done anything, anything to earn it. You know, it, as far as they they only see what's on TV. So when a new wrestler comes out, you know, you, you got to kind of prove your worth. Yeah. But when they turned him and just kind of let him be himself, the fans started to get behind him. They were like, oh, he's a cocky jerk. And he can back up what he says. Okay, I can get behind this. That's how The Rock came about. It, it wasn't through the uh, the using of a storyline where it's like, yes, Nepo baby in front of you. Because that got thrown on the ash heap. Yeah. It, it wasn't until he could be himself that he became a star. Oh, yeah. And that, uh, that applies uh, yep. kind of industry-wide. If you can't be yourself, if you, if you <sighs> just... Sit back and you're happy being such and such as kid in that movie, you know, then that's all you're ever going to be. That does when I don't, I don't remember the last time I, you know, looked at Colin Hanks and I'm like, oh, that's Tom Hanks's kid because he did it. I'm just happy that we got the rock in all four of his facial expressions. Took a lot of years to develop those. Yeah. 
At one point, there were only two. <laughs> we're getting there. <laughs> Scowl. Raise one eyebrow. Raise the other eyebrow. Look confused. And smile. All right. We got... Okay, so five. Five facial expressions. Like, all right. He's going to be a star. <laughs> oh, God. But then you have people like Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid, if you are not familiar with Jack Quaid, he's uh, the leading man, one of the leading men in the show The Boys on Amazon Prime. Uh, he is the son of Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid. Actually, he's a very talented actor. I'll give him that. He's a very talented actor. He was Scream 6. Scream 6 or was it Scream 5? The newest one that just came, that came out like you know last year or the year before. Was that Scream 5? There's too many of them. Either way. And the last screen that came out in theater, came out in theaters, he's in it. He play, you know, it's not a great movie, but everything else he does is actually pretty good. And he was good in that movie, but um, yeah. But he's also one of the honest ones. He's actually been open about where he came from and the advantages that he had from being the son of Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid. Mm-hmm. So, uh but yeah, uh, there's just—I mean, there's 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 a lot. I mean, even Rob Reiner is a uh, is like a nepo baby. Yeah, Rob Reiner would have never gotten his start if it weren't for his dad. Carl Reiner so, was a comedy genius. Oh yeah, yeah. He created um, he created the Dick Van Dyke Show. Um, oh God, what was it? Uh, he. Uh, it, oh God, what was it? Um, there's another movie that I can't think that I'm sorry, another show that he was working on, but. Yeah, he was a huge sitcom uh, creator. He was or producer. Uh, Dick Van Dyke was his biggest one. But uh, then, even with Rob Reiner, if you go down like the list, he's got his daughter, uh, Tracy. Tracy's been in a few of his movies, but you know, Rob Reiner got his leg up through his dad. It just it, see like this list just goes on. Penny Marshall. Yep. Yeah. But um. Yeah, there's a whole lot. Uh, and who's it? Um, Rashida Jones, Liza Minnelli. Mm-hmm. Now you got quite a few of them. Natasha Richardson. You know, is it a uh, Jack? No, Jason Ritter. No. Yeah, Jason Ritter, right? Jason Reitman. Jason Reitman. Much as I love his, as much as I love what he did with the uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, yeah, he is very much a product of the industry. You can see him in Ghostbusters too, as one of the, as the kid that tells uh, Ray that they're full of crap. And you know what? I'm going to say this now to to the people that are highly critical of those that have been born in the industry versus those that have tried everything possible to break into the industry. And it, honestly, it comes off as just the, just the slightest bit of you're jealous. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Would it be nice for all of us to have the same, to say the same uh, ability to make a phone call and say, I have an idea or 
I want to be an actor or I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, whatever the case may be, wouldn't it be nice if we could all just have a phone call made and suddenly we have an opportunity. Yeah, sure. That would be great. But to, to, to knock somebody for having that opportunity, even though these are the people that they grew up with. Yeah. And it's like, and you know, you got to think outside the box. Okay. Mm -hmm. I recommend you watch Tommy boy. And take a cue from all the from the road flare vest that he makes at the end of the movie to go get, you know, the brake pad thing squashed. Um, just burst <laughs> into just burst into like Paramount or Universal or some major studio with road flare strapped to your chest and just go running past them, and that way you can go get your pitch meeting. What's it saying? Victory rewards the brave. So, so what you're saying is they should do what? Just so we're clear. Strap road, so just strap road players to their chests and go running into a studio. So, jokes on you. I can't read that because I have my glasses on. As long as the people watching can, and the lawyers that will <laughs> eventually get <laughs> oh, to it. Oh, it's a disclaimer. Oh, it's a disclaimer. All right. <laughs> Guys, don't really do that. I'm joking. Um, but if it does happen, I wouldn't have the writing credit for that one, okay? <laughs> but if on that note... If it does happen, we got to figure out who's going to play us in the inevitable movie about this oh, God. situation. <laughs> <laughs> but on that note, it's about that time, buddy. Yeah, it is. So... Very short, sweet, to the point episode tonight. Well, let's uh, let's give a quick uh, moral of the story, I guess. Um, nepotism is not necessarily bad, nor is it necessarily good. It just is what it is. Yeah, they just have more of a ability to make their dreams. They have more ability to make your dreams happen mm -hmm. for themselves, whether they whether they want those dreams themselves or not. And if you aren't fortunate enough to be born into to one of these families, uh, the next best thing would be to position yourself in a way that would have you connected with as many people as possible uh, in the business. It's called networking. Yep. And that's that's how things get done. Absolutely. Yeah, there you go. We We just... We just squashed the whole um, argument altogether. Now, nobody's allowed to talk about this ever again. <laughs> All right. Well, go ahead and I'll let you uh, sign us out here, close out. All right. Um, you do your final thoughts. Can do. <laughs> the music although I did just uh, see that you can add music now to the to the thing on here anyway that's not the point I want to thank everybody for joining us here tonight for the podcast episode number 116 oh it's been a ride a lot of talk about stuff babies and families and uh, things of that nature whew um, well, first of all, before we get out of here, don't forget to go to wadcomedia.com for all of the pertinent links 
and information to find out where we are on all of the social media platforms. That is much easier than just going ahead and plugging everything one at a time. Go to wadcomedia.com. It's all there. Find the Facebook pages, give it a like, and, and, and just do it. And if you're listening on a, on a downloaded podcast, rate, review, subscribe, let the world know that you like the Wadcast, or at least that you tolerate it. Now, with all that being said, every week, and this is the 116th time I've done it, uh, we end with a with a very special message. It's so special, I say it every week. And that is, remember the only thing standing between you and your dreams is you and your genetics. So, <laughs> sorry. Uh, oh, God. If you want to be a writer, then you need to start writing or have a writing uncle. If you want to be an actor, you need to start acting or have an acting parent. You need to just go ahead and start doing the things or have relatives that can get it done because you're not going to do anything just without connections. there. Oh, yeah. Without yeah, connections. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. We've just crushed so many souls with this episode. You know that, right? <laughs> I can do it, but my uncle's a plumber. <laughs> anyway, the point is, if you want to create, create. There's nothing stopping you. It might not be the greatest thing in the world, but it'll be the most made thing you can do until the next thing you make, and then the next thing you make, until you keep building and building and building, and suddenly... Who knows? Who knows? And and if you ever doubt yourself, just remember, Moonfall exists, okay? It does. And if you ever if you ever feel like a chet, remember, maybe you are a Colin if you just work a little bit harder. Does that mean? A little bit. Yeah, I thought maybe it just maybe just it might be. Well, thank you for joining us here tonight. Uh, it's been a blast. I'm Josh. That's uh, I'm Brandon. Cousin Brandon. Yep. And uh, have a great and wonderful week. See you next time. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.